Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the USA Today Network, welcome to The Chop, a Rutgers football podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan Ross, Chris Eisman, and Steve Edelson. And welcome back to The Chop, a Rutgers football podcast. Ryan Ross here with Chris Eisman and Steve Edelson. Rutgers falls to Penn State 55-10. It was actually a 14-10 game. After the first quarter, and then the Nittany Lions rattle off 41 unanswered points. Rutgers falls to 4-7 and seven on the season. They will wrap up the 2022 season this Saturday on the road at Maryland. Rutgers taking on the Terrapins. They are 6-5 and five on the season and a pretty solid team as well. They'll have their hands full against Maryland if they want to try to end this season on a win. Uh, Chris, Steve, welcome back to the show. Chris, when you look at this Penn State game, we knew it was a tall order for Rutgers. But to, to get blown out 55 to 10 like that, uh, Scarlet Knights kind of limping to the finish line here in 2022. Yeah, it was uh, kind of reminiscent of the Michigan game. I think, you know, Steve and I were both watching that thinking, hey, maybe, you know, Rutgers can find a way to to hang in here and, and either pull off an incredible upset or keep it close and have a, you know, if you can have a, an impressive loss, maybe, you know, have one of those. And then it just kind of one mistake turns into two, turns into three, turns into four, and all of a sudden it's a complete blowout. You look up and it's fifty-five ten, and the game is ending. Um, yeah, there. Listen, that was a. It was a. It was a rough showing. I mean, it, there, you know, there was. I thought if you're looking for a bright side, I mean, the defense played pretty well in the first half, especially. You know, I think. I think it was put in a lot of bad positions uh, in the second half, and it kind of just ended up, you know, just not playing as well as it had been, and. Um, but that was the only really bright side for Rutgers. You know, Gavin Wimsett, uh, he struggled, you know, a week after, you know, really taking a step forward against Michigan State. Um, he struggled against uh, against Penn State. You know, a lot of his throws were inaccurate, either throwing too high, um, obviously on the interception, you know, intended for uh, Sean Ryan down the right sideline. He underthrew him and got picked off. Um, you know, there were, it, it, you know, Greg Shannon said after the game that he felt like Gavin was sped up. Um, and, it, and if you, you know, rewatch it, it does look like that. It's almost like, you know, again, we haven't talked to him since this game, but it almost seemed like he knew that his protection wasn't going to be there and he was trying to rush throws to get the ball out of his hands as quickly as possible. And the throws are just getting away from him. And, you know, he certainly has to be better, but the protection has to be better. Uh, Rutgers wasn't running the ball, so it became very one dimensional. And if Gavin's throws are off, then that's obviously going to hold the entire offense back. So, but even more so than that, you know, it was just it was the mistakes. It was, you know, the turnovers um, that continue to plague this team. And, you know, as Greg Shano said after that game, this team's margin for error is very slim. And in my, in my I put it practically non-existent. And we see that time and time again. You can't afford that. We knew going in it was going to have to be a complete mistake free performance. And that was certainly far from the case. You know, and I think the overall takeaway from this game is, you know, where's the growth? You know, where is the growth in this Rutgers team? 
you know, certainly they're no better than they were in September. And I think you could make the case they may actually be worse, you know, and, and you're going into a Maryland game. I mean, last year you went into this game with an opportunity to become bowl eligible. It didn't work out, but it was there. You don't even have that this year. You know, you're, you're not going to be able to get bowl eligible. So where is the growth in this team? And I, I, I just think in many ways you look at it and they've gone backwards in some areas. You know, I think the defense, as Chris mentioned, look, they, they've been solid. They've played hard. That's maybe the one thing you can point to at this point. But, you know, right now, I think you're, you're left kind of wondering, um, you know, has this just been a lost season? Yeah, I, I agree with you. And listen, you know, the funny thing is, is, and I keep thinking about this, you know, coming into the season, I thought that five and seven was like the ceiling. That was the best case scenario for this team, where they were in the rebuild, how young they were. I thought five and seven was a potential outcome, a possible outcome, but I felt like that was the ceiling. I thought six wins was not going to happen, especially because the schedule was really tough this year. And I thought four and eight was probably more likely, you know, that this was kind of going to be a year where the record was worse than last season. The talent was better. The talent was young. There's going to be growing pains. And we've seen a lot of that this year. I mean, that's kind of been the story of the season. I, I think the disappointing part is that the way that they're losing, the way that they're they're not losing because they're just not talented enough. They're losing because they keep shooting themselves in the foot, committing costly penalties. Um, you know, obviously in this game you had the you know the offsides penalty on Max Melton. Uh, you know, when Rutgers nearly blocked the punt, it was a questionable call. You know, there's no doubt. But at the end of the day, it was called against them. You know, Greg Schiano certainly didn't like the call. But it was what it was, and and he was offsides according to the refs. You know, it was something that they couldn't afford, and I think that that's the that's the issue. You know, it's the way they're losing. 55-10 to Penn State. Uh, you know, 27-21 to Michigan State, a team that is beatable. 52 to 17 to Michigan. I mean, 31 nothing to Minnesota. You know, those are games that they should have been in. You know, I mean, it, it should have been closer. You know, that's maybe not winning, but at least keep it close. And I, I think that that's the disappointing part about, you know, kind of what the story of the season has, has shown. Well, I think that's what rubbed people the wrong way last weekend because you look around the Big Ten, you know, Maryland gave Ohio State all they could handle in that game. Same with Illinois and Michigan. You know, same thing. Michigan State loses to Indiana. Indiana steps up and wins that game. And then you look at Rutgers. Rutgers was the only non-competitive game in the league last weekend. You know, and I think, again, too many of those – you would have thought you would have closed the gap a little bit, but you just don't see it. And listen, where you know where they are too, we, we we can't discount the fact that they are still young. A lot of the things that I said a few a minute ago stands true. They are still very young. They are still start, starting a quarterback who's nineteen and playing for the first time. You know, for really the first extensive amount of time in his career. So there's definitely things, that, and and also we have to include the fact too that Rutgers is really banged up. You know, Greg Shiano cited after that game that they've had 11 surgeries, like, already since the spring. I mean, they lost Sam Brown, obviously, right as he was emerging as a real weapon. You know, they lose him to an injury. Um, Aaron Young really was not on the field pretty much all season. He played a few games, but now he's out for the final two games. Um, they've dealt with a lot, obviously, going back to the spring. Their linebacker depth, you know, took a huge hit with Moses Walker getting hurt and Mohamed Ture getting hurt. So there was a lot of injury issues coming into the season. And it's gotten worse. And depth has taken a hit. That's affected them on special teams. But that being said, who they have available and who's playing, it's just been too many costly little, not little, big mistakes that have really, you know, things need to be cleaned up. You know, this is going to be a really, I mean, we, we'll talk about this, you know, later and in the, in the future. But 
this is going to be a critical offseason for them to create, you know, uh, clean up a lot of issues, especially, you know, things that were going on on special teams, you know, and, and, um, you know, this is certainly, but we'll get to all that later. There's still another game to go, but a lot of things need to be fixed. Yeah. And when you look at the stat line, Wimsett was 10 for 29, 122 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, You know, he's young, he's inexperienced, but he needs to be better. And the guys around him need to be better. Rutgers is one of the few teams in the country where you can still have a good loss, a loss that you can, you know, you, you, you hang in the game, you're competitive, you show some growth, and you come back to the drawing board for the next week. There's still such a thing as a good loss for this Rutgers team. This was not a good loss. This is the ty- the kind of loss that we've seen, like you said, Chris, uh, at other points in this season. This is the kind of loss that keeps fans away, that makes you scratch your head and say, you know, is this rebuild really happening? Is this team really getting better? And, you know, we we talk about there is more talent. There's young talent on this team. But, you know, from a fan perspective, when you see your team getting blown out 55 to 10, yes, Penn State's a top 10 team. We know Rutgers is on the rebuild. But when you see this week in and week out just getting blown out by these teams, that's tough for fans to see. And, you know, they're happy to see the young guys in there, especially at the quarterback position. But when you see this every week, it's it's a head scratcher that you go, is this really working? Are, are they getting better? What's to say this doesn't happen again next year? Have they shown anything on the field this year that makes you think they'll be better next year? I don't know that you can say that. And, you yeah. know, it's, it's disappointing from a fan perspective, Chris. Yeah, there's no doubt. And, and I understand the fans' frustration. You know, I get emails sometimes, you know, about, you know, patience, right? And, and, and fans said we've been patient for a long time. You know, this is – they felt like there's going to be more progress. And I think you said it exactly right. You know, you, you still can have good losses, and that, that just hasn't happened. And it just seems like – you know, there's one mistake that this team makes and all of a sudden it becomes an avalanche and it's just like the game just completely gets out of control. And I think that that's, that's really in a lot of ways the frustrating thing. Now we have to also include the fact that Penn State's a good team, right? I mean, they have a very good defense. You know, I think that they're playing probably the best they have all season. Um, so, you know, that you have to factor that into it. The competition's really good. But again, you know, you, Rutgers' goal is always to go into the fourth quarter with a chance to win the game. And that obviously has not happened nearly enough this season yeah and and they were in it in the first quarter like i said it was 14 to 10 uh after the first quarter here's what greg shiano had to say about some of the missed chances i say this and i'm not sure guys truly understand what i mean when every every game takes on a life of its own we had plenty of opportunities uh in the first i don't know what you'd say 20 minutes of that game to have a substantial lead not a lead at home. We just didn't do it. So when we can do that, then we'll start winning those type of games. But until we do, it doesn't do me any good to stand up here and and uh, explain it away. It's our job to coach it and it's our players' jobs to execute it. So we certainly both have to do that better. But I'm encouraged. I really am. I look at at what's uh, what's going on. We got a lot of good stuff going on. So got to go win this game. Audio there from Rutgers and, of course, always glass half full from Greg Schiano when he's talking about this team. But kind of what you just said, Chris, where these mistakes kind of snowball, something that we mentioned last week specifically for the quarterback position, that for a young team, you would like to see one mistake stay as one mistake and that they learn from it and are able to adjust. And unfortunately, it's just not happening for this team. Yeah, I mean, and that's a sign of a, of a, of a young team that's still going through a lot of growing pains. But again, it, it's like things just you want to see corrections. And right now there just hasn't been, and it's, and it's, it's things that just shouldn't be happening at this point. 
you know, I mean, and I think that's the most frustrating thing for, for people who, whether you're a fan or whether you're in our position watching this program, you kind of, like you said, you're kind of, kind of scratching your head going, how is this still happening at this point in the year? And I think you want to see Wimsett come through this game and play an error-free game. You know, the pick he threw uh, on Saturday was a bad one. You know, he, he kind of short-armed it into the wind, just never got where it was supposed to be. And he's still throwing too many of those passes where you kind of scratch your head and say, you know, I haven't seen a lot of really good quarterbacks throw passes like that. You, I, I think you want to see him cut down on mistakes, really drive through those throws, and and because we've seen how strong his arm is, you know, and sometimes he he, he just throws some bad balls. So I, I would like to see him, and I think we really need to see him play a nice clean game here. Absolutely. And now as you look ahead to this Maryland game, as we said, the bowl is out of the question for Rutgers. They're four and seven. Still plenty to play for in this game. And it's going to be interesting to see how they respond, how the coaches are able to get them ready and up for this game. I think we'll say a lot about the coaching staff when you see how Rutgers comes out in this game. They're playing for pride. They're playing for jobs next year, a lot of these young guys. You want to end the season on a positive note. Uh, again, it won't be easy. Maryland's six and five. They're a good team. They just gave Ohio State a handful last week uh, and ended up losing that game. But as you look ahead to this game, Chris, uh, what do you see? What are you looking for out of this Rutgers team to try to pull some positivity out of this season as they wrap things up? Ryan, I'm going to call this a must-win game. As strange as that is, it, for a for a four and seven team in the season finale going against a Maryland team that has struggled. I'm going to say this is a must-win game. Go and show that you can beat a beatable team. Go and show that you can beat a team that maybe someday, we'll hear more about this, that maybe someday can be a rival. You know, take advantage of a struggling Big Ten team. Go to College Park, play a mistake-free game. Have Gavin Wimsett, as you said, Steve, have him, have Wimsett, you know, play a mistake-free, complete performance, make some good throws, get the running game going. Maryland, this could be an opportunity. Maryland's run defense is not very good. It's given up, you know, close to 150 yards on the ground per game. It's, it's one of the worst in the Big Ten. It's an opportunity here to really get the offense going, at least to show something. I mean, more than it has the last couple of weeks, to show something. And, you know, maybe you can take advantage. And if you get this win, now you're five and seven. Now you're going into the offseason with some momentum. And at least you're kind of changing the narrative around the team that it's all, you know, doom and gloom, this rebuild's going nowhere. At least show something that there's positive signs going into the offseason where they're going to obviously have to hit the portal hard in several spots to, you know, bolster position groups, but go down there and get a win. I mean, just get a damn win, you know, to head into the offseason and show that, you know, again, as I keep saying that this thing is not totally off the rails. You know, I agree. I think, I think you got to try and, and come out and feel good about yourself going into the offseason. Now, listen, a win does not erase all the sins of this season. You know, if they, if they have a good showing, you know, you, you can't overlook everything that's happened over the last few months, but I agree with Chris. Th this is a must-win game. Yeah, and according to our friends from Tipico, Rutgers will be about a two-touchdown underdog in this game, spread at about 14 points right now. And, and as I said, Maryland comes into this game. They had a tough game last week with Ohio State. They were in that game. It was a back-and-forth game. They were leading, I believe, at some point. So you have this tough, emotional game. And then you turn around and you have Rutgers coming to town. So maybe an opportunity for a letdown there from this Maryland team. They're, they're going to a bowl. They have six wins. So certainly an opportunity here for Rutgers. And again, just 
be competitive. I mean, it's it's not too much to ask, and that's what fans are desperate for. They just want to see that glimpse of hope as we get ready for next season, that these young guys are growing into their roles in this program here and that there's something, something to be excited about next year, and there's an opportunity to do that against this Maryland team. Yeah, and we said it before, right? They're not at the level where they're going to beat the top teams in the Big Ten East. They're not going to beat, as we've seen, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State. But beat the teams that are at your level. I mean, it's it, that like that's where you should be right now. Indiana, you beat them. Okay, great. Maryland's another team that you should beat. Like, just you miss an opportunity against Nebraska. That's a struggling Big Ten team. You couldn't beat them. Now you have a team in Maryland that is very vulnerable, in my opinion. Beat them. I mean, just show something. Just show anything. Don't don't let the season just kind of you know go silently into the offseason. Show something in this game. And you have a team, too, that, you know, you're competing with this team not only on the field, but in terms of recruiting. I mean, in terms of geography, this is, what, Rutgers' closest school in the Big Ten, I believe, if you want to measure it out. But uh, uh, Greg Schiano was asked about that. And, you know, this is a team in a lot of ways that was on Rutgers' level a couple years ago, and they've made some improvements. Uh, Whether or not Maryland is a rival for Rutgers, here's what Greg Schiano had to say. They're a Big Ten East team that uh, is local, right? So they're they're either the closest, they're probably closer than Penn State, really. So um, do I consider them a rival? We haven't had, we've had some good games, you know. Um, we won one, they won one. So uh, I think it could become one. I don't think we have enough history yet for it to become a rivalry. Let it, you know, again, I always say this, that that has to happen organically. There's got to be recruiting battles. There's got to be games that are, you know, back and forth. And that kind of happens over time. We just haven't been in this league long enough. And quite honestly, two things. We haven't been in the league long enough. We haven't been good enough to make that happen. That'll happen over time. Funny moment at the beginning of that clip. He meant to say Big Ten East. He actually said Big East on the first try. And that was a a nice little flashback for all of us that got to hear that. Yeah, exactly. But uh, as you look to this game, uh, in terms of predictions, of course, Maryland, it starts with their quarterback, Tulia Tungavailoa, to his little brother. Uh, he's been there seemingly for 10 years now at this Maryland team, one of those college players that just never seems to leave. But, you know, his athleticism, his mobility, it's enough to cause problems for defenses if you're not disciplined. So as you look ahead to this game, Chris, and you want to make some predictions for Saturday, how do you see this all playing out? Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I think that you know, Maryland is a very vulnerable team, in my opinion. I, I do think the Tonga Vailoa, and I've worked a lot on pronouncing his name. I think I got it right this year. I think Last year, good. I just on a podcast, I called him to his little brother. I will show more <laughs> respect, and I will say Tonga Vailoa. I think that that's how you say it. I, You know, he's obviously even better this year, uh, and he was good last year. Uh, so he's definitely a threat. You know, I, I think he threw for like 312 yards and three touchdowns against Rutgers last season, carved up the defense. It was a blowout. Um you know, I, I think that he's going to be, you know, again, you know, he's going to pose some problems in terms of my prediction. I'm going to say and this is I, I might regret this. I'm going to say that Rutgers pulls out a win. I'm going to say they win 24, 21. They clean up some mistakes. They go on the road and they get a win. Again, I'm probably going to end up regretting that, but I'm going to say they manage to kind of just grind out a win. It's not going to be pretty, but they'll get it done. Wow. Well, you know, Greg Schiano may not consider this a rivalry, but certainly this is a team you have to stay ahead of, right? You came in the league at at the same time. They're your closest rival. The Big Ten certainly considers them your rival since you play them in the last game every year. So 
you know, this is a program you have to stay ahead of. And, and so as Chris said, go down there and win this game. Um, will they? I don't think so. Uh, you know, I think Tunga Vailoa, as he really did do a number on them last year. He is so talented. And as good as this defense has played, it's hard to imagine them completely shutting him down and this offense being able to do enough on the road. I'm going to go Maryland 30, Rutgers 16. Yeah, it's it's a tough game, and and you know when you have a quarterback with the mobility, it's it's just so hard, especially when you have young players on the field. It's it's so hard to to stay disciplined and stay in your lanes and try to control a player like that. And and Maryland, you know, they're a beatable team, as we've said. They're six and five. They're not a top ten team. They're not Penn State. They're not Ohio State. They're a beatable team. They're a solid team. They've obviously clinched their bowl bid already. I just it's in a way I see this as if Rutgers goes down there and they get blown out. I think that's certainly uh, a negative endorsement for this coaching staff and for this rebuild. If Rutgers goes down there and keeps it competitive, maybe they hang around long enough to steal a win. Maybe they at least cover this this 14-point uh, spread that we see. I think that's a good endorsement for the rebuild moving forward. Uh, I don't think they're going to win. Uh, I think something along the lines of 31-14 maybe. Uh, it's kind of on I the know, cusp of, of... All by myself. Kind of on the cusp of competitive or not, you know, and, and something we see from this team, they hang around for a quarter, a quarter and a half, and then it just snowballs. And, you know, having seen how that happened last week against Penn State, it's it's hard to, to think that they're going to hang around and, and try to be competitive and win this game. So 31-14 is my final uh, score prediction for this game against Maryland. But as we said, Chris, maybe you'll be the uh, the lone outliner this week and, and, and get one right on this. And I know a lot of Rutgers fans certainly hoping for the best as well as we uh, get ready to watch this game on Saturday. I'm not optimistic, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. That's why they play the game. So we'll check it out uh, from College Park, Rutgers at Maryland. I will walk on home from Saturday. College Park if, if they lose. I will walk home. Wow. That's a long trip. Please don't hold me to that. No, we won't. It's okay. But <laughs> we won't hold you to It's a little cold, so take the train. It's cold. fine. Yeah. Walking is fine, but the weather, I can't do that. You walk to the train station. Right. That's much better. <laughs> so we'll see how this all plays out. We'll be back again next week for one more episode for the 2022 season to wrap everything up. So be sure to tune in for that. And again, enjoy Thanksgiving. Enjoy all the football of both varieties of the soccer, football, and the football football this weekend uh enjoy the time of the family we'll be back next week to recap this game of course read steve and chris is reporting on northjersey.com and on app.com and enjoy the holiday we'll be back next week to wrap it all up for steve and chris i'm ryan thanks for listening just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.